time for a smoke session. <sighs> Relationships are hard, man. I just had to learn the difference between compromise and appeasing. And uh, I think they're the same. I think they are. Like, For instance, my homeboy, he going he gone through a little issue with his girl because he doesn't care to do check-ins. It's a kind of a new relationship. And his girl is always like, you know, call me, let me know you good. You know, like, check up on me to make sure as I know you care about me. And, and to him, you know, he does it now. But he'll tell me, he's like, I do it to appease her. You know, to make her, like, you know, to... And I, I thought appeasement, like, you know, you're just trying to meet someone halfway. Like, I'm just doing what you act, what you want me to do to keep you happy. And then my homegirl's like, nah, appease me. Like, you did it begrudgingly. Like, you didn't want to do it. And I'm like, well, my boy didn't want to do it. Like, my boy, like, my boy checking up on his girl for 10 minutes don't got shit to do with what makes him money. Like, everything that he needs to do to make money got nothing to do with calling her at 2 p.m. to make sure she Gucci. But he does it because he knows it would make her happy. But my homegirl's like, but that's like, that's not cool. Like, I don't know, man. It just feel like not women, not, not women. I ain't going to say women in general, but it just feel like the chicks I know be wanting you to do shit that would come off as appeasement. Like, you know, you did it to make her happy, but it feels like a lot of times they're like, no, don't do this to make me happy. Do it because you want to do it too. And it's like, but this was never my idea. It was never my idea to go to this restaurant and spend this money. I, like, I just want to be around you. I don't know. In a relationship, it just feels like, I don't know. In a lot of modern day dating, it just feels like a lot of women are just like, why aren't you having the same fun I'm having? It's because I didn't want to do this. Not only did I not want to do this, this is your idea, but yet we're spending my money. And like, as much as I like being around you, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this shit. This is, this is because this is your idea. You say, yo, you know what we should do one day? And I said, okay. Because I don't be coming up with ideas because everything I want to do don't involve you. Because you know why? Because it's already lit. My life is fun. I have fun when you're not around. It's just a little bit more fun when you do show up. So now I got to act like because you came up with some goofy shit that I'm having the time of my life. And guess what? I'm not. Pippeasement. I don't know. I don't know. I I felt like I just said some real bars right there. And I feel like a lot of my lady... Listeners are going to be like, well, what about when we do... Go get your own podcast, all right? That's what I say. Talk about that on your time. <laughs> like, it's just like... Cool. Like, I just want y'all to know, like, it don't take as much to make us happy as it takes to make y'all happy. Like, we are... We be... I know they say, like, it's, it's a real toxic man. He'd be like, I just be chilling. But, yo, we really do be chilling. Like, like... Just leave me in front of my TV and I'm the happiest guy. You want to drag me across New York? You want to drag me here? And sometimes, you know, a date will come up with an idea that was fun. You'd be like, that was fun. But not always, because guess what? Like, I've never, like, for as many women who I've known to claim have loved me over the years and who feel like they know me and, like, you know, Reg, they got my back. Never one, not one has ever bought me an ounce of weed. And you know what would make me so happy? An ounce of weed. But nah. They want to give me shit that they think would be... Like, I didn't ask you for this. I didn't ask you for a dummy's guidebook to comedy. I didn't ask you for that. I feel like you don't know me, though. I feel like you don't know me. You don't even listen. Like, yo, like... 
with that being said guys love to be out with their ladies and have a good time but there's nothing worse than spending money on some shit you did not want to do there's nothing worse than when your girl's like babe you know what we should do and then out of nowhere when it's all done like a couple hundred dollars is gone you ain't had fun your knee hurt you still sleepy yeah like <laughs> you ain't even try not to, you ain't even try to pay for it like you ain't even try on this day mm-hmm. love is weird man I don't know girls are gonna be like well we put up with a lot too and like you know that's cool you know what else I heard monogamy for a, for a guy like me who uh, used to enjoy just you know being out and about and having fun with the young ladies I learned that monogamy was set up for broke niggas Monogamy All the guys out here nowadays Want to have multiple girls And be able to Fuck who they want Monogamy is for broke niggas Cause before monogamy was I, I did my research By research I was watching A YouTube video While smoking earlier Before monogamy was like Law and like socially Like this is what we should be doing Whenever it was just like You know like You could just have as many women As you want The women were just getting With guys with money So the common man Was asked out Literally No cooch then they were like, hey, it can't just be all about the money. We gotta let we gotta let love prevail. And that's when broke niggas started getting cooch. Just some food for thought. I don't really know how I was going with that, but. Oh yeah, man. Monogamy. I don't know, guys. It's just like. Just man. It's just. Sometimes I watch dudes in relationships with their ladies, and I'm like, bro, like, you doing a lot to make her happy. And that just be the whole sentence. It don't even mean nothing like, and she do this in turn. One time I came across this woman and she said she wanted, you know, and like we all have our priorities. I'm not here to shit on her priorities. She said she just wanted to be a kept woman. She was like, I want to be kept and I want to be taken care of. And I'm not even here to diss that. That's that's a that's a real goal in life. Uh, but just be that. Just tell me I just want you to take care of me and I don't want to do nothing. I would respect that way more than when girls be like, take care of me and I'll, you know, and I'll cook and I'll clean. I'm like, bitch, Uber eat. Like, who are you? What are these low skill? Like, <laughs> I don't even want to sound like the mayor of New York, but these are low skill workers, bitch. Like, you're a low skill worker. Like, you you, should, you want me to get, put you in a house because you cooked? You ain't even cooked the shit I like. You just cooked. They be like, I'll clean. I'm like, bitch, you thought you just want to live in my house and it wasn't going to be clean? Of course she was gonna clean. That's not a first off, don't make the demands the offers. You feel me? Like you have to cook clean and cook if you're gonna be here. Don't make it seem like this is a compromise like this. The mortgage is not equal to what your skill set is bringing to this table. Speaking of this table talk, every time like there's a lot of table talk in modern dating where it's like, what are you bringing to the table? I want you all to know none of you niggas have a table. None of you niggas have a table, none of y'all got a pot to piss in. And by niggas, I'm talking about women and men too. Like, a lot of y'all are broke and have demands. It's like, y'all should get y'all lives together. Patrice O'Neill, one of the greatest comedians of all time, always, I want to I say he was almost right about uh, most of the things he said, but what a lot of people who like Patrice O'Neill didn't understand was that Patrice O'Neill was a real man in the sense that he owned shit, he had things. Like, there's a reason why he was like, this is my world, because he had his own house. A lot of you niggas is living at your mom's crib demanding shit out of women who were just complete strangers to y'all. Y'all making me look bad, fam, because y'all y'all are my complexion. Y'all got to cut this bullshit out. All right, I'm gonna, that's it. That was a good one. All right, so boom, welcome back to another episode of P.S. The Podcast. 
I'm your host, Reg Thomas. Today, my guest is a very special friend of mine. Like, we've been on each other since, I like, I can't even remember. Like, for as long as I've been doing comedy, I feel like I've known this guy. But definitely, outside of comedy, just someone, like, we've always very much clicked as New Yorkers. It's just native brothers from New York. Just solid dude. I really got real genuine love for this dude. He has a brand new special that he just produced that's coming out soon. And I'm happy to share the story with you guys and help promote it with him. Please welcome the one and only, all the way from the Bronx, New York, Jody Robinson. Welcome. What's good, B? My guy. My guy. It's a beautiful I appreciate that. <laughs> God damn it, I love beautiful intros. That you make it know. nice and seasoning and, and organized. I had to put the sauce on it. You did, you did, you did. Um, Thanks for I'm coming through. You, yes, yes. First of all, you came all the way out here from another state. I didn't know you live in Jersey. Jersey City. Yeah, but that's such an adult move for a New Yorker. That was tough. And it, then also, I realized, I learned recently, like, that's a thing for people in the Bronx. Like, y'all mm. get money. Like, people in Brooklyn get money and move to Long Island or maybe move to Miami. <laughs> People from the Bronx get money and move to Jersey. They're like, yeah, I'm in Secaucus now. Like, home. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to hell, Secaucus. <laughs> we hawking. Yeah, but you out here in a very respectable part of Jersey. You in Jersey City. Mm. Very uh, residential. Very we getting money. So I'm very happy for ah, you. Manifest that, right? Manifest, manifest that. that. It sound good. Um, yeah, Jersey. Jersey's um, Jersey's the vibe. I feel like sometimes also too, like what you know when you from New York, right? Sometimes we just want to stay in New York. Obviously, Jersey's right there. It's not, that's not that big of a deal. But to just go across the water, just, just it's a lot. It's, it's just a, just to move out just a little bit. Now let me ask you this: You've been living in Jersey. I'm, I'm new to a lot of the Jersey thotty spots, but they've been coming up. I've been learning about some Jersey thotty spots. Oh, man. And not to say that you be in the thotty spots, but in particular, have you been to this one place I keep hearing about, Sojo Spa? Is is it a spa? Is it like the spa yeah, castle? Yeah, it's a real. Is it a, it's like a spa castle. Is that where they where, pause? Is, no, is that, it's not. I don't know if that. I don't know if spa castle activities is going down at this. Okay, because I don't. I don't know. No, I don't know, I don't know about that. Okay. All I know is that Sojo is a spa somewhere in Jersey, and it's like right by the water, right? So anytime people are in their jacuzzi, it's like a real popular jacuzzi. People okay. always taking pictures in, and it just shows you like the person in the jacuzzi, and like they're like the New York skyline's behind it. And it's like is I'm talking that, about. It's about every thotty you know has been in this spa. In that this... might be is that Sakok? Do you know exactly? What it is? might be. It might be Sakokis. It might be Sakokin. Weehawken. Is it Weehawken? Is it... I think is it by tra- it might be by Trader Joe's. Right. It is by Trader Joe's. Yes. So two... I drove past there. I never been there. But let me tell you something. My boy, okay. I my boy, he's in town right now. And I don't know where he found this woman. The fact, he said, <laughs> the fact that he said thotty spots. I don't know where he found this woman, but in like the last three weeks, this woman has took him there three times. And every time he go there, he posts a picture of him in the in the hot tub <laughs> with New York City in the background. And he's not from New York, so, like I, so he's just excited. But the whole time, I'm like, yo, that is the dirtiest water, fam. Like, they got to boil that water. And you got to pay for sewer. Like, that, that yeah, Jersey's that different from New York. You got to pay for sewer and water. So, but I've not been there, bro. I've not been there. But yeah, man, you out in Jersey now. Man, I'm out in Jersey. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a big, it's not that big of a deal, but. It's kind of big, dog. You left the you city. You get more bank of your buck as far as like apartments. Oh, you about apartments. to hit me with that too? You like, well, my apartment a little bit bigger. I mean, I mean, because I ain't make it, make it, but I feel like I made it. Yeah. But I ain't make it, make it, That's though. the best vibe. When you feel like you made it, like when no one knows that you up, but it's like, hey, I'm living good. I mean, I ain't up, but. I was able to move out. Yeah. Thank God. I mean, with God at you. God always there. Yeah. Um, but Speaking yeah, so of God always being there, 
You just produced your first special. Not mm. your first, is it? It is my first. What's the name of this one? Uh, Odds Are Even. The uh, Odds Are Even. Odds Are Even. What's the inspiration behind that name? How'd you come across that? First of all, let people know Jody's an athlete, former athlete, so <laughs> maybe it got something to do with the gambling, but let, I'll let you t break it down. So let me ask you this, right? Before I answer that, when I say Odds Are Even, what comes to your mind? The odds are even in this in this particular scenario. Seeing as how seeing as without without I had I had nothing to do with this special. I don't know nothing what was going on. Mm. Odds are even off the top of my head. I'm assuming mm -hmm. I'm assuming that probably has to do with something with uh with the pandemic happening and like closing a lot of comedy clubs and just like a lot of comics just needing a space to perform and get their outlet out, mm. get get like you know get their funny out. Mm. You probably as a as one of us many comics who didn't have that. You like damn like. The career just kind of, I'm not, I'm like, for one, a lot of us felt like, well, just because the comedy clothes are done don't mean I'm not about to be working or mm -hmm. I'm not about to be getting money. Mm -hmm. So I just figured the odds are even. For one, as young black comics, we always got to deal with just the nonsense of like the politics and kissing ass with these comedy club owners and bookers. Mm -hmm. uh, then, then dealing with like the world as it was dealing with a pandemic. So odds are even probably just means you just probably decide to take things in your own hands, produce it, and like make things on your own terms. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the odds are even because you didn't have to really mm -hmm. play bets or like uh, um, make anyone else happy to get mm -hmm. what you're trying to get out. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm thinking it means. To, to piggyback off that, um, it how I view it is um, sometimes you know we go through things like damn, we always feel like we're against the odds. Like that quote, oh, damn, I feel like I'm against the odds. And just as black people, sometimes we feel like we're against the odds, right? But it also, too, how do I have a different perspective of what if I, like, make even with the odds? What if every obstacle was for me to even, like, accomplish it even? Like, anyway. Even like, what if I was already meant to even um, succeed at that? Whatever problems or whatever things that I go through or anyone I just go through. You know, we go through some, you can either, like, all right, cool, this is my reality, this is what it is, or like you said before, taking your own hands and then, um, you know, I'm, this is going to make me stronger some type of way. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure out another perspective of a positive. So that's why, that's how I view of odds are even to anything, towards comedy, towards life, or just anything. Okay. And so in doing this, how, what was the whole process like? How, like from, from when you were writing this material? Mm. We good? God damn, I love it. I love it. Closer to me? Alright. I like that. Alright, for sure. Good! <laughs> yeah, talk to me, right? So from when you from so like I mean I understand like the process of how long it takes a material. Mm. Uh that could be like years of process, but like from when you decided, alright, I'm gonna do a special to when it got produced to when it's finally coming out, how long was that? Um, I mean that's Eight since I started doing comedy, which you know, like between yeah. from your first joke that you write. You well, I didn't that, mean that like right. that. What you so mean? like what I already mean? knew you already had the material. So I'm right. talking about from the tech, from the day you were sitting around, you were just a comedian, and you didn't you did you hadn't made the decision like yo I'm gonna produce a special on this month and mm. then I'm gonna do it and then it's gonna come out. When how long was that? Like when did you decide that? Like, the idea of the meaning like the odds idea. E of, yeah, odds even. When when did that come to your mind? Like alright, this is gonna happen. Like 2019. Okay. I said like 2019, it was like, I was just saying it, then I'm like, all right, cool, I actually want to do it now. So from like, during the pandemic is when, like you said, like, okay, cool, I'm going to do it. And then I already made that, like, I'm not like negotiating with myself, like, cool, I'm going to do it. All right. 
Now that's something I've always respected about you. Uh, just like over over the years, you gotta understand like Jody Robinson is not only a person who works hard; he's a person who believes in patience. Because I've he's seen Jody like y'all see Jody with the low boy right now. I seen Jody <laughs> when we first met. I, I seen Jody go from having three sixty waves <laughs> to a baby afro to dreads like like hang time dreads, yeah, yeah. hang dreads. time dreads uh-huh. to the point. Yo, Jody was so hyped when his hair really grew, grew. <laughs> I don't know what came over Jody one night. He goes on on the internet. He goes, look at me. Y'all, me, y'all used to try to make me think I was ugly. I was never ugly. I always had it. Look at me now. <laughs> A whole Sassoon commercial. Had, had the Maxine Shaw. was like, so like, So just being your boy and understanding you from a distance, I understand that patience is a part of your character and like you have it and like you understand that like great things don't happen quickly, right? What is that about you? Like, how do you, how'd you come to that? Like, where'd you get these, where'd you get that? I appreciate that, um, and I'm I'm learning it. Like I'm learning it. I think it came from my one of, one of patience came from my mom. I think I learned that from like about her, like having patience and stuff. Um, to just kind of like you know things is all the things like that. Sometimes that I wanted and I didn't get it made more sense. Prime example, like getting an apartment. Like, that's like like my first apartment, right? Yeah. It's my first apartment. Dope. That's a big no thing. Roommate, For everyone no. who don't know, New Yorkers be acting like it's all lit. A lot of New Yorkers it's live crazy. with their parents. It's crazy. Yo, getting your first spot as a New Yorker. First off, because everyone else in the country gets their first spot, 18, 17. You know, people be doing all sorts of weird stuff to get their stuff together. It depends New on Yorkers, your family, yeah. too. It depends on your family. Some, you know, some of us, some, you know, you come in already, you already up. Yeah, a lot, some of us already up. Already a lot up. of a lot of dudes in New York, it take a lot of dudes a good 10, 15 years to come up with $10,000. It's tough out here. It's tough out here. <laughs> to legally, though? Like, yeah. like legally? Legally. Legally. It's tough. You got to do it. Patience, like Patience. we said. Like we said. It's hard because you got to, you got to like squeeze in a little illegal stuff. Legal stuff, but that's where the discipline comes in. And that's another thing in your character. Like I like without even being around you, I know you got a lot of discipline because I know I know you stay on top of your stuff a lot. Yeah, then I tried to do some illegal things and it just didn't work. I'm like, all right, I need the patience. You I played need, ball though, like with, like did organized sports help you? Like, I I mean I understand what it took to be hardworking. Yeah, I think documentaries. Like I played ball, but I wasn't like. Like ranked, like I wasn't going crazy, but I was. I played street ball, so that kind of helped me. But also too, like documentaries, I think. Okay. Like studying, like basketball stuff, like like it, it, if it's Kobe or if it's like um, you know Nick Saban. Yeah. Like documentaries on that. Nick Saban got like a wild like mindset. Yeah, he got a few like documentaries. Like I'm a big documentary guy. Okay. So I feel like what did you those... learn about Nick Saban? Because I couldn't. I know Saint Nick. I know he he huge, but like I don't know much about him. I watched this documentary on ESPN um, with Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, and then how they grew up. Like they've been they've been cool with each other since they was like nineteen years old. Oh yeah. So they would like just exchange different playbooks and different mentalities guess, yeah. and how they help, and that just helps me. On like you know how to just be strategic about certain things. Not without without thing. giving up any game, who are some of the comedians you like to exchange ideas and funnies with whenever it's time to be, like get your creative juices going? Amongst my peers, yeah. Um, Petey Diabro. Oh yeah, shout out Petey Diabro, Petey, man. That's my that's my another Bronx legend. Bronx legend to the most. Um, definitely Petey. He's he's like a he's a genius. He's special. He's special. Yes. Um, Rallo Boykins, 
Rallo was up one. here a couple weeks ago. Right, was he? Yeah. Rallo Boykins, um, Alex Babbitt, uh, Jonas Jano. Who we got? That, those are things. Those are some some that come to my mind. Those are like if you if you just want need to get the blows, but yo, check this out, peep this. Those are some that come to mind, and I'm not just saying this. You from afar, from even though we don't speak a day, but you from afar distance. Yeah. On how you, I mean, like, but then me and you, like, yeah, like me and you get down, like, I've like our friendship because, like, if I didn't see you in three weeks or three mm-hmm. months, like, I would, me and you would sit down, like, we old heads, like, first off, we've always, mm-hmm. we've always behaved, like, for young men, we've always behaved like old guys. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've always just been able to just hang with you and just, like, mm-hmm. on a park bench and just talk about life. Just talk, just, just, just kick this shit. And also, to congrats on you, bro. You, 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 because we've been knowing each other, what? Like since eight we started, years, maybe, seven, like eight, eight years. nine, yeah, and just we both, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the same face though. He had, he's been having yeah. the same face, same beard. I remember one time you went have a beard. That was the most weirdest thing I've ever Yo, saw. Bro, in my I was life. thinking about cutting my beard off the other. No, nah, no, nah, you can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that. You, you can't got voted that. out. You ever saw Rick Rose like shave? Yeah, the early pictures. It looks horrible. <laughs> <laughs> looks yeah, horrible. That, but that's what I be trying to tell people, bro. Like. Imagine you tell people you just want to shave your face. Like, you just want to put your face out there and everyone's acting like you pulled your dick out. People are like, yo, but put that away. Don't look. <laughs> That's like, pause. If I close my gap, it's not going It's not gonna seem right. That's your, you feel like that? That's part of the brand for yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Most definitely. That's what I'm saying. You got to keep the day, bro. You remember like, one year in the America's Top Model, you knew Tyra Banks closed the girl's gap? No. And then another year, she widened another girl's gap. <laughs> no, not Eva. Not not no, Eva. No, not Eva. Eva had perfect teeth. Okay, Eva's bad. But like, okay, don't yeah. do that, Eva. Don't do that. I didn't know that, that was, you felt like that was part of the brand. My pops got one. A gap? Yeah, like, I don't know if people would... I, how long do you think it would take for people to even notice that your gap was closed? When you you when you smile, like a, like a ha-ha, like you can't... It depends on what you do. Yo, you would chill with the boys. You would chill with Alex and them, the whole gang. It, it would be at least the second chill session before my, somebody be like, yo, maybe what not. Th- it would be like an hour. I don't think they're going to pick it up within that first five. Off or what up? Like, yo, what up? Like, off the what up? <laughs> off the what up? They off see, you don't think so? <laughs> off or what up? Niggas don't be paying attention. Niggas just dab you and just keep it going. <laughs> so niggas be like, niggas be like, yeah. hey, like yo, 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 you good? <laughs> That's I'm gonna give somebody a pat. Niggas don't look no niggas don't look at people's faces. Yo. They do, but like, man, I just think your comedy and your funny is bigger than the gap. I didn't even realize that the gap. I mean, I've known the gap was there, but I was like, man, the funny is way more there. I take that. No, I take that. I take that. I take that. I take that. But yeah, like I think the beard, like yeah, just like you feel like you said the gap. I, I think if I get rid of the beard, people are like, bro. It's People think it's gonna, gonna be going bad for me. It's not gonna look good because it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna have women want to like. Well, first off, they t- is this and just it's not gonna feel good, bro. And then like for whatever reason, they always say anytime we don't got facial hair, we look like sex offenders. I'm like, dog, like I don't even want to carry that stigma. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yo, no beard. You know what it is, bro? Like it's been so long of this beard. Yeah, and it's like, like you cut that. your dreads off. Don't you feel I, like don't you feel like you brand you brought a brand new Jody when you was like you know I'm getting rid of this hair I'm gonna grow I, some new hair out yeah I feel better though without yeah, it yeah yeah I feel better can I ask you something a, Talk to a me. personal question mm. uh, uh, is there ever a part of you performing where um, not to say that you're not comfortable on stage but have you ever caught yourself just being frustrated with the idea of trying to be non-threatening to a white audience like it's one thing to have to be funny but now like you. Perfect example. 
Mm. You don't. You. I don't really remember you saying the N word on stage like that. But I say I, I say it, but you don't swim in it. Like it'll come I out. I don't swim in it. Yeah, right, 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 right. With that being said, I've there have been times where I've seen other comics say the N word. Other black comics say the N word to a white audience, and like the white audience, like they, but like they made that white. Like they, these were not. Mm-hmm. These weren't black dudes like mm-hmm, me and you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, and mm-hmm. not not to say that me and Wait, you are mm-hmm. um like troublemakers or nothing like that, but like. I don't, I don't. We're not like we're not like. Hey, are you comfortable? Like mm-hmm. we're just like, yo, these are the jokes. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'll see like another black dude say the n word to an audience, and they'd be like, ah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> like almost like almost like he called that like you know mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. But me and you were saying they'd be like, <laughs> like they get nervous, they bet cheeks get tight. I, Is there ever a part of you where you just where you uh, where for one you felt like you had to like be more welcoming or like somewhat less threatening to an audience to make them laugh? Mm-mm. Okay. I think just far as number one, what I talk about and just how I felt, like like this is like this is me. So it don't really matter like the audience. I don't I'm I'ma just be me. I don't I don't feel like damn I think I should I think maybe younger me, because I didn't really know like my voice, but now since I know my voice, I know what I want to do and talk about, I'm perfectly fine. What would you describe your voice as? That's a tough question, so take your time. That is, that's, a, it's hard for me to answer something about me. Yeah. I would rather you create, I give you odds are even, especially, you listen to it, then you kind of create that narrative. Favorite, you don't got to tell me the joke, but like mm. the material that it's dealing with or like the t- subject matter, what's some of your favorite bits on the special? Like, does it deal with like you, life, the world? Yeah. Like what? Like I mean, clearly all of those things. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. your favorite joke on the special right now? What? Like, what is it? What's the topic about? It's hard. It's hard. Um, yeah, I'm making you pick your children right now. You are making me <laughs> all of it. I would say IKEA blue bags. I'm not gonna go into depth. Okay. But IKEA blue bag. That's the banger right there for you. One of them. It changes every single day. But cause maybe because I just saw somebody. With an IKEA blue bag, All right. and then it kind of just like resonated me. Like I, I don't know. I like perspective stuff. Like if we would talk about comedians who, which I know that I know this question gonna come up. Like probably comedians who like I appreciate. Nah, that's not gonna come up. Nah, for what? I like that. I like that. Damn, I like that. I'm being on the table. My bad. Um, you yeah. a real G? I don't need you to tell me who. Like, we first of all, we all know the same niggas. Okay. More okay. than anything, See this that? the one thing I like niggas like this. Oh, God. This is the one thing about uh, me, you, and Petey that I didn't even realize. So I'm sitting here in this conversation with you. Me, you, and Petey are like out of like. There are other comedians who like I would say embody what it is to be a New Yorker or like what it is to be from our time period coming up in New York. Mm-hmm. But like, yo, when it comes to you, Petey. Like and I, I feel like I do my best to be that without even trying. But like you and Petey, really, mm-hmm. y'all niggas bring a certain energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, like yo, because if you was not a New Yorker and you were like, oh, I know how New Yorkers act, they're gonna do mm-hmm. this and the third. Mm-hmm. Yo, it's these two. Like mm-hmm. it's like yo, we gonna give you that energy. Mm-hmm. But it's so authentic, and I like till this. Like sometimes I watch you and Petey, and y'all just do some like inherently New York shit on stage. I'd be like. Damn, I believe they got got that one off. You know what it is? It's like, and me and Peter, we talk about, it's the lunchroom, bro. Like, you know how it means in Philly being a lunchroom? It's the lunchroom. The comedy shows, that's the lunchroom. We playing spades in the back somewhere. We all got our table, and we just, we eating butter crunch. I mean, with the, yeah, it's the the lunch table. It's us, so, and that's like everywhere. 
supposed to appreciate where you from in, in New York, bro. Like, I guess New York is considered, like, what, the mecca stand, yeah. as they say? Yeah, we live here. Why not appreciate it? You know what I mean? Why right. not? Why try to shy away from it? So, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, you were at Brooklyn, right? Yeah, but I, I just moved to Ridgewood. I got adult, too. Queens? Yeah. Oh, you adult. Oh, <laughs> you adult. I you got adult. Niggas is adult then? Yeah, bro. It's slit. It's slit. Ridgewood, Queens? The best part about not living in the hood is not watching other black people make bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> Like, not to even sound disrespectful, but I got to raise my kids in a white neighborhood because I can't have my my kids see niggas make bad decisions. You ever, yo, but bro, then you're going to be that only, his, then you're going to be probably that, you don't want to be the only. Uh, like, it's a, it's a, you can't, it's a lose-lose either way. Because, like, if I grow my kids up in a white neighborhood, then I don't even know my niggas. You know, I don't even know my kids. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But, okay. Like, yeah, but like, the more you know, it's just the more, the more it is, right? So it's like, I grew up in Flatbush, and mm -hmm. I loved Flatbush my whole life, mm -hmm. and then I learned what a food desert was, and I was like, oh, I live there. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. you okay. can't get nothing healthy where I be at. Okay. You can't get nothing that's not deep fried where I be at. But diverse, too. Like, I, like where I'm at, is like diverse. So it's mad, it's black people, it's Chinese people, it's all, all Diverse, types of I like a diverse. All types of people. Um, but I, I say one, I do say this. When you do have like some black people like in, in like even the building, it's like all right, like it's you need the right people. Depending on the right, the right ones or right anyone, because I do have some. You know, what I mean, because not cool to not, not you know not to hate on black people, but like you know you might you might run into a couple black Republicans who just don't really fuck with you, and now or it'd be like I mean you could tell, you know, you could you can most definitely tell, yeah, you could totally tell, yeah, like. Cause they Crocs is different. They got they only yeah, have man. like it's no. Yeah, like, man. It's like certain thing. Like if if certain parts of your hand not lotion, I'm like, all right, you not you ain't my type of black. <laughs> and how you get the mail too? Like yeah. how do you walk down? Just the way you stuff. moving. Yeah. You not comfortable. Mm -hmm. You tell you laughing at wag jokes, not mm -hmm. laughing at the good jokes. I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I can't be here. They as soon as you come in the elevator, they don't even ask you what floor you going on. They just look at you like, well, why are you ain't even gonna press the elevator? Then? Like, are you, oh packages are at the other floor? Like, nigga, I live here. <laughs> <laughs> when's um <sighs> when's the next time you going on the road? Um Do you like the road that like? Do you like the on the road? I just came I just came off the road with um Alex Rabbit. Oh, y'all do it too. Uh y'all yeah. be y'all be doing a little duo? Yeah. Which times y'all hit like, up so far together? We we did a college tour. Okay. We did a college tour for we did a, like a lot of shows, literally like within like two weeks. Um, I like the road. I like the road when you going with your friends. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely, that makes sense. For girl comics, more than anyone, I feel like getting invited to be on the road with people who aren't necessarily their friends. Like girl comics, I have like a good manager or agent or mm -hmm. or like. You think so? Yeah, like you like I I could think of like Chanel Ali like I think she I heard like a couple weeks ago she's told me she's opening for Brian Simpson or Samson Simpson which she's dope shout out to Chanel Ali yeah and like dope, that's yeah. dope but I was like I was like y'all homies like that and she, I, I was like it's just kind of something that came her way like as far like as far as like us I feel like male comics is usually like yeah we knew we knew the guy and like they took us on the road like where girl comics is like especially if you like really on your shit you mm. on your career. It could really just be industry shit where it's like all right I got booked to open for someone in a town. Do you think we're a threat? Like as in, I guess that like guy comics are a threat to girl comics who are what, like. So as far as us, do you feel like a male is a, is a threat to I guess because you made the, the the point of woman comics. 
Oh well, is the idea like well because you said because you said you like to be on the road. You think the road is dope whenever you on the road with your friends. I mean, working too, but I think it's just from a, from a stance of like, damn, we started from here. Now we're traveling together. Yo, cool. Let's kick it. Let's do yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Do dope shit. I don't think that That's make it a threat. Fun. Nah, I don't think that make it a threat at all. I think I think it just be business because the whole time I'm like, because on the flip side, I'm like, well, Brian Simpson is a pretty decent, successful comic, making a name for himself. Mm-hmm. And like Chanel Ali's hilarious, but like at the same time you'd be like, oh, I, I would thought Brian would probably have someone who he travels with and opens mm. for him. So like it should just be moving different. Yeah, I mean it moves different for because there's times I've been on the road with people that necessarily <laughs> well, it was just more business than anything. It was just like awkward, like in a, in, a, in yeah, the all day. You know what I mean, you realize like, oh yeah, thank you for you know what I mean letting me open for you with feedback. Yeah, it's, it's always just, different. Yeah, for no, sure, for sure. There's no like regular. Like, nah, there's we no do this, way. but there's no like human. I guess like because like to be honest with you, the most successful comic I ever been on the road for to this day might have been Amanda. How was that? That was lit. It's like, but like with that being said, like Amanda wasn't even doing comedy. Like she was doing comedy clubs. She was doing theaters by the time we started going. No, we we was doing we started off with clubs. Okay, but then like it would be so lit for her. Like for after a while, she needed security guard to make mm. sure she get out the venue. So mm. like. You know, like, cause she's a girl and she, that's my dog. Like, I mm. make sure, like, you know, I escort her to her car. If I, if not, I take her to her hotel room, make sure mm. she Gucci, and then come out and then like probably have fun with whoever's still hanging out. That's why the bed comes in play, right? Because if you ain't have you ain't having no bed, motherfuckers will not take you serious. Exactly. Ooh, that little fat ass. Exactly. <laughs> like that. That. I, that's why I keep the bed. I, I look. Exactly. I'm fuck with yeah, You look. It, you come had on. that person was good. Yeah. I mean, and you, and especially too, if you want to. Without the, the bed, somebody comb. be like, I'll try this nigga. Stop pinching yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little ticklish ass. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that's on the road with Amanda. Like, when I'm on the road with Rennie and it's just us and a bunch of fellas, it's mm. like, it's like, yeah, the show's done, bro. I might not see y'all till it's time to go to the next city. Mm. Oh, it does? Okay. But yeah. would, would you consider that friends? Do you consider that? Oh, uh, yeah, both of, them, both of them are friends. I've, like, that's what I'm trying to say. I've never been invited to. Be open for someone who wasn't my friend, but like, okay. but like, you have that experience. Chanel has that experience. A couple of the homies got that experience. Yeah, and I was just like, it just feels like that's just more like the business side. Just like you working. see, yeah, you see the business side of it. Like it's like, all right, well, this was okay. Would I do it again? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, it just I don't know. It just don't because at least you could do it. You could do a show. We laugh about it. Whoever bomb or should go good. Like, oh, I think you need to add that tag. I think you need to, and you writing as well. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's the, I mean, especially when it's a new person that you don't fuck with like that. You know, they might have a joke that you be like, "Oh, I got tagged for it." I kind of sit. I was like, I let them realize keep, I'm funny first. Yeah. <laughs> I let them realize I'm funny first, uh-huh. and then like they be like, "Yo, I need a writing session. I want to." I'll be like, "Now we can talk." Yeah, right. Because Nico White told me that when I first started coming out, the when I first started doing comedy, I used to just. Just like not even really thinking, be coming up to be like, oh, you see what's wrong with that joke? You gotta say it like this, and, then, and like thinking I'm being helpful or trying to make friends. And I used look, to do that too. I used to and do people that look too. at me like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, <laughs> I used to, I used to do guy. that at the Mocha Lounge. Like yeah. I used to just be chilling in the Mocha Lounge. I'd be like, yo, what you need to do? You gotta add that tag. You gotta add that. Motherfuckers like, where, where, where? But think, are you a comedian? I'm no, like, nah, nah, don't worry about it. Nah, that. I'm new. I'm new here. <laughs> <laughs> you just go back in the dog with the like Undertaker. <laughs> Please tell the people about Mocha on Mondays. Please tell people about oh, Mocha Mondays. Oh, Mocha hosted by um, Smokey Suarez. Smokey Suarez. Um, that was like. That was stomping grounds, Rucker Park after school. Let's play twenty one. Yeah, man. If you a young, elite. if you a young black comic, Mocha's on Mondays up in Harlem. That's where you had to go Mocha's. get your bones right, bro. That's was that where I, I think was, I think that's where I met you at. Might have been, might have been Mocha bombing at Mocha, <laughs> bombing in it. But 
Yo, it was like one of those good UFC battles type shit. Um, every Monday I would, bro. Every literally every Monday I would do a show there. Do you remember Isaiah Givens, this comedian from Texas? Some uh, one who got uh, folded up at, at the shrimp. At the yes, him got fo- like this. Yeah, he top shelf, <laughs> top shelf them. So I told this story on the podcast a long time ago, but like mm. his first time doing mochas, he's he he's bragging about how he's the next Paul Mooney. So he goes on stage, does a three-minute Paul Mooney impersonation, complete silence. Smokey signals to the DJ. The DJ starts playing funeral music. I remember. Re- he takes the mic from him and goes, that means you did bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I forgot Isaiah got beat up at the comic strip. This is a whole nother Isaiah Given story. One yeah, it was, night. It was wild. It was wild. It was wild. We're at the comic wild. strip live in the Upper Jesus. East Side. Was you there? No, I wasn't there that night. I saw the video. I saw the video too. Okay. Isaiah Givens, we, so we all, before you get to get past at the comic strip live to do weekend spots and just regular pay spots, mm. you do late night. Mm. And late night happens, like, the 8 o'clock show happens, mm. it runs till about 10.30, and then from 10.30 on, they let like five of the new guys in, and they perform for five minutes to whatever audience members stick around. So like, that's just how you work your way up at mm. late night. And on this particular night, they gave Isaiah Givens the last spot. So it's a shitty spot, it's, you know, like, it's probably three audience members left. And for whatever reason, Isaiah Gibbons starts flirting with his audience member's wife. And a lot of comics pull this off. Like, they flirt with the audience member. But it comes off real smooth and funny, and it goes off good. Yeah, it got to be in a weird... Isaiah Gibbons is... He's not being, he's strictly trying to throw dick into the front row. He wasn't even doing a set. He was actually trying yeah. to just fuck with And the guy's... Pride. And, like, the guy's name might have been Bob. Like, a big, burly, white guy. Isaiah thinking... Isaiah's like a young, in shape guy. He's like, what you going to do, Bob? What you going to do, Bob, if I fuck your wife? What you going to do, Bob? All you hear is what you going to do, Bob. And then all you hear on the tape is what you going to do, Bob. Bob gets on st- on the stage and starts with both his hands strangling you, you know Isaiah. You too? When, like, sometimes as black people, we call white people the N-word. It just don't... Because we don't even know how to, like, say, well, well, I'll crack this nigga. Like, he don't... That don't make sense. He's calling Bob the N-word. N-word. He's calling N-word. Bob everything. Yo, all you hear is Bob get his hands around his neck and all you hear is... <laughs> And then Bob is just punching down onto Isaiah. Like it was wild. Him out on stage. That's 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 it. Got choked out on camera. (sighs) This is during the show. Needless to say, that never happened at the Mocha Lounge. Mocha Lounge, it it, it just. Needless to say, Isaiah Gibbons was then banned from the comic strip. (laughs) Never saw him before. Never Never saw saw him again. I hope you hope uh, hope you're doing well, Isaiah. His brother moved to New York apparently, and apparently Isaiah is still doing comedy somewhere in the world. Oh. But his his younger brother moved out here, and his younger brother Wait, was how like, "How do you know about his family?" Because Jordan, <laughs> Jordan yeah, why are y'all keeping up with this? Guy? Jordan got him fucking followed up. Jordan goes, "I ran into his brother. His, he was like, yeah, like we like we kind of lost contact with him. He was bugging. <laughs> they said I get a bit crazy.' <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, well, thank you." Yo, Jody, please let the people know where they can find you, where to follow uh, you. You can follow me. Let at- them know where the odds are even are at. That's beautiful. Yes. Uh, real quick before I get into that, thank you for having me, bro. Sincerely. Oh, appreciate it. Um, Ozzy Even is coming out April 5th um, on YouTube, as well as you can download it as an album. It will be on all streaming platforms as well. Uh, Apple Music, Tidal. Niggas got Tidal? Niggas got Tidal. Niggas got Tidal. Niggas got Tidal. Tidal is for niggas. Yeah, niggas got Tidal. <laughs> uh, Amazon and pretty much uh, everything, as well as um, merchandise. Which you can check on my website. Let them know your your social media. Which is social your media, uh, Instagram, Jody Robinson. 
uh, Twitter, Jody Robinson, Facebook, Jody Robinson. And uh, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, thank, appreciate it. Bronx to Jersey, man. Bronx, always Bronx, though. <laughs> always, o- always Bronx, always Bronx. I would never. Got you. Yeah, my man, uh, appreciate you, my always, dog. Always, man. Thank you, baby. Oh, we got to redo that. All we right, got come on. That was the one. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right, and thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of PS The Podcast. I'll be your host, Reg Thomas, and this was Jody Robinson.